Hey, I'm Pappy. And I'm Adam Willis. And you're listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Oh, it makes me feel good every time. I feel like dancing. I'm going side to side, front and back, and roll on the stuff. You know what, real line? I don't know. I'm an old man. Hold on. Don't roll it too hard. That's how smoothly hit that. Right? Don't roll it too hard. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was inspired because we got Dale Stones of Sir Lesk in the house, and I felt I had to prove something. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, yeah, you proved something. Yeah, man, you got it. I my back out. Oh, you're getting it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. I look at the side of me and find my man, my homeboy. His name is Black Adam Yes, sir. Thanks for holding down for me the past couple weeks, my friend. I'm sorry I missed you. Uh-huh. Nah, it's all good, baby. You have things sometimes. to do, people to see, people to handle, people to check, people to fire, people to tie up. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You nailed all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, nah, happy to have you back, man. Thank you, you man. Thank too. you, man. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got the sweatshirt on, you know. It dropped a couple degrees. I'm like, ah, it's all cold out here, you know. It's so hey, man, don't knock the joke. Can't even it, handle was, it. it was like ass crack sweltering last yeah. week. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm trying to have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, but you heard a couple more voices in the house. I'm looking to the side. Yo, have a long time, like, like missing presence over here, decked out in red, like, you know, uh, representing the Bloods. <laughs> yeah, where you right. been, anyway? Uh, dude, I've been, like, Whatever. working really hard. <laughs> Whatever. So, uh, I haven't heard from this cat. In, yeah, in, good in. for you. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're getting, <laughs> good for you. You're getting letters, Tax man. Tax-paying citizen. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I missed two weeks. I'm like, where was I? But I'm talking, of course, about Dirty D. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm still trying to figure out why you're black. <laughs> oh, come on, oh, the, the black Adam thing? Yeah. It's because I stole it before Dwayne Johnson did. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Black Screw him. <laughs> Screw that guy. <laughs> All right. Oh, yellow doesn't count. <laughs> I call, yeah. All right. And I look across the table to my homeboy from way back, actually sitting in to help us out with the, uh, what are you doing here? Um, it's, it's, it's the, the, the Black Proctor, Hour, right? Proctor Report. You're doing the Black Hour? Yeah, there you go. All right. All right. The, the, the McNeil Lehrer and Tavis Smiley Report. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, we're going to give it a little down like on Star Trek Beyond. No, Tavis Smiley's man. He's awesome. <laughs> no, no one rocks a flat top. Like, like Tavis Smiley. Uh, but we're talking about Star Trek Beyond later on. All right, and then of course we have to respect the man who keeps us sounding crisp, amazing, and delicious every week. I'm talking about DJ Herbert Herb. Hey, everybody. <laughs> there you go. Hi. All right, and also Herb down not, Herb. <laughs> and let's not le- neglect our illustrious guest in the house. We have representing Sir Lesk, Dale Stones. What's going on, everybody? Hello, Dale. How, How you, you doing, doing sir? All right, this man is going to give us a live strip show on the air. No. Yeah, <laughs> not that you'd be able to enjoy it out there, yeah. but we'll we'll have something for uh, us. Yeah. Radio, just, just brush against them. Every time you hear one of these, you throw it. Man, we get a, we get a lot of <laughs> we get a lot of burlesque <laughs> in here, but we had never had a male in no, here. So I'm really, I'm really on, on, we had Sir Lesk on um, on the old station, man. Sir Lesk uh, came on as our guest. All right, the right full right. troop of I mad now, because I remember we had that whole thing where you have some twins. Yeah, in the in the set, and I got very confused. Yeah. Are you I, confused? I was, yeah. yeah, that was that was a secret play right there. We just wanted to flip the script a little bit, and man, yeah. it was like a Peter Brady play. Yo, I was, I was, I was like, okay, this this faux hawk is not the same arousal I had earlier from this like bowl cut. But it touched me in a different way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very inappropriately. Show me on the doll. I remember no, now. Much. I remember now. This is the first time in this studio, though. So welcome. It's good to have you. Mm, indeed, indeed. Very happy to have you in the house. We have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you, kids. We're gonna jump right into it as soon as I can pick up pull, uh, pull up the news because we got some interesting stories this week, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of it happy, but you know, uh, some of it just crazy. Filmmaker, the new story we're talking about is filmmaker Luke Besson has been found guilty of plagiarism. And yeah. we talked about this a little while ago, yeah, and it was because of his film was a lockout, right? Lockout, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was basically, it was, I mean, very close in plot to mm-hmm. Escape from New York. Very close. Basically, it's Escape from New York in space. Just missing the bald black and guy with so, a chandelier in his car. I just yeah. don't understand how it was considered copyright. Yeah. I mean, I've seen many movies do the same situation. Right, like yeah. It's just like but when it, Judge... It speaks when, volumes mm-hmm. to John Carpenter's 
douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> like, when now, Adam, I know this one is very close to your heart. <laughs> yeah, I like when you do that. Yeah. No, seriously, dude, you're, you're, you're a film guy, man. I'm saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you know the work of Luc Besson. Of course, yeah. yeah I was, I'm excited for his new project, uh, Valerian, that he just unraveled a little bit on at a Comic Con. You seen? You, have you seen anything? Uh, any, 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 like work from that? No, I, I mean, I didn't see what they showed, but, like, uh, I saw some of the stills and everything, yeah. and, and, I mean, it just looks bonkers. And I guess they have, like, an Ethan, uh, so Ethan Hawke, he plays a character kind of like the, from uh, The Fifth Element. Yeah. Got, like, the, one of those nose ring chains to the ear. Oh. He's, like, that old wonky, and if you ever want to see Ethan Hawke, that, that way, you don't, you don't, you don't know if you want I know it, exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about, um, yeah, the Divas Priest. The Divas Priest. Yeah. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, uh, it's like champagne for the diva. I'll take it. Get shot in the face. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I, I'm a big fan of, of his work. He, yeah, he's paying off the walls now, now yeah. man. Yeah. But what was it? Uh, Willy Dread Wonka. came out. Yeah. And then oh, that okay. movie, the other oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the raid. The raid. There was like the yeah. same, same movie, movie, you know what mm. I mean? It was mm. the same type of thing. So I didn't really know if it was enough to be like, hey, you, you flat out you know, plagiarize well, this. you can't really fault him on well, on that case. You can't on this one because every other movie that's been, quote unquote, influenced by Escape from New York mm-hmm. has had some other, you know, uh, twist or turn right. or something. Yeah. Or other. This one was directly the same the same situation just in space beyond that even the dude's name was like a single word uh, uh, prefixed by SN so you have snake in one you have snow in the other <laughs> saving the president's daughter in one yeah, saving the president's daughter now. in the other yeah, yeah well, you got like, the I, I, I feel like he's doing the uh, vanilla ice thing he's like man it's, it's <laughs> the beats a little it's not the same you see it's not the same <laughs> Yo, no. it's and the thing is it's been very poorly defended he didn't really have any, any <laughs> way over the years to say properly no this is specifically why they're different and I think that's why right. I've heard them because yeah. I've seen both movies yeah. I actually really like both movies I like Lockout Lockout is a if, good movie I think if Lockout's guilty of anything it's that he like parachuted from space back to Earth <laughs> at the end I was like alright you gotta be you gotta pay somebody for that it works for Master Chief 3-4-3 Studios is gonna sue him now for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the but first I, thing I thought I'm like wow that's, that's exactly it's like you know what they did the same thing in 2 Extreme and then in 3 Extreme I'm making a call that's bankrupt this but guy. I did yeah. I did did like both movies, you're right. Yeah, I think I think they were both quality. But yeah, I, I mean, well, this has been this going been, after people like that. I, you know, sure. This has I, been the most contested since I'll say uh, Hunger Games and Battle Royale. Um, you know, folks who mm-hmm. weren't intimately familiar with both works say, yeah, it's the same concept. They're killing kids on an island. Uh, why isn't somebody suing the other? Both books, too. In this, yeah. yeah, you know, in this situation, um, I think Bassan just came, got the short end of the stick on this one. Sure. Um, and dig this. He's, I think Bassan's going to be all right. Was that like a half a million dollars? Yeah. Well, that, dollars? That's no small. I mean, I understand. It's not are, small. It's, you no, know, it's not peanuts, but it's, I mean, his movie that he's making right now is like $200 million. Dollars, you know what I mean? Lawyer. I think he's got, you know, Weren't Whatever. there like lawyer fees yeah. attached to that stuff? So he's probably, yeah, not, he's probably way more than five hundred. <laughs> sure, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm so saying the dude's probably the probably okay. Yeah, the problem no one at this table will probably be able to comprehend. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know it's ah, it's nothing. No, he's got it like this. Well, yeah, none, I, none of us heard. <laughs> that's like that's like another <laughs> pay another, another porcelain back scratcher that this dude. <laughs> <laughs> he does this for fun. <laughs> Herb's got those gold plated gold 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 uh, gold line shoelaces. Don't hate. I'm surprised you can uh, <laughs> surprised you can speak through those uh, platinum fronts. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, nah, he gets. Fronts made out of other people's actual teeth. Luke Besson's actual teeth. All right, so to wrap this one up, uh, Luke Besson's been ordered to pay five hundred thousand dollars to John Carpenter because if anybody needs the money, it's John Carpenter, who's finally gotten around to explaining, or rather, admitting the Avatar was total BS. Yeah, thank you. 
Um, and yeah, they're still doing the damn sequel. It's not just there's, there's no justice. Yeah, someday. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, next news story is kind of a sad one. Um, I I oh actually you know what uh, Derek maybe you because I was introduced uh, to EC Comics through Billy, who's a yeah. mutual friend of ours. Yep. Yeah. Did he ever uh, pass any of those by you? He loved Mad. Yeah, Mad Magazine, yes. all those. What we're talking about. Oh. He just—he was like super fanatic about it, but as a result, I enjoyed Matt as well. Matt's yeah. Matt's, Matt's good, man. Everyone needs that Easy one friend comments. that pushes things on you, man. Like I would never know country music if it wasn't for K here. So <laughs> you know, it's like this dude. Nobody pushed Singing the, the works of Toby Keith. Pushing the accurate with the Garth Brooks and shit. In terms of politics, fashion. Garth by his government name. Garth. I'm wearing my my boxes right now. Just because. Okay. Well, we're talking about famed EC Comics and Mad Magazine artist Jack Davis. He passed away last week yeah. at age 91. Yeah, you know what's crazy is because I didn't know he passed away till you, you know, you, you filled me in on this and you, just yesterday I was at this uh, this old bookstore and I bought uh, the History of Mad Magazine. Wow. Uh, oh, the book and I'm like sitting there flipping through it, and literally as you text me I'm like reading Damn. This book. I'm looking at oh, some of his artwork and damn. stuff like that, but he didn't do just mad, you know what I mean? Some of his stuff in there was great, but he did like when he did magazine covers, he did like cover of Time. Yeah. yeah he did a bunch of like TV Guide and things like that, especially with like the Nixon stuff in like the 60s and mm -hmm. 70s, you know. Well, so, where that came from is he was known in the industry as the Southern Gentleman, and he was a proper like classically trained artist who, when other cats couldn't get work in art galleries and things and kind of saturated the market, uh, he started doing comics mm. and then that, from there came parody work in yeah, magazines his characters were awesome yeah they that's what he got known for the they were, they look so, and it works perfect for mad when there's like a big you know spread and it's like uh, like a Woody Allen movie and then it has like people picking on it it's just it's just funny stuff and it was really good art yeah a lot of the so that's what the, made mad magazine so popular I think and mm -hmm. you know, that satire was very style. sharp and yeah yeah if you know it, either any of those magazines if you know political satire when he actually left the industry it got a little too risque for him mm -hmm. not even risque it got it got base like i said the gentleman thing he was known for being proper he was known for being Just a little classier you know not you didn't want to squeeze yeah. it out too much i guess yeah yeah and when he felt the work was beneath him in mad magazine dude i mean come on but, but when he <laughs> felt the work wasn't up to his standards he branched out he did a lot of work for sports uh, for sports magazines did a lot of work for uh, album covers yeah it was a big one um, he did movies too. He did, he did movie uh, it's oh, a mad, dude, mad, mad, a mad, mad world. Mad, that is how many mads coaster. are there? I always forget. There's like it's, five. There's four of them. It's are you sure? It's wait. It's, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Mad. Yeah, four. And they also did a uh, Simpsons parody of it, which is how I learned about that in the first place yep. because I'm not a fogey. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just remember it was Buddy Hackett in that movie, and he tried to like get trapped in a maze. Yeah, but it, these are things that we know from like just growing up as film fans. He had an effect on us. I know it from growing up as a comic fan. He had an effect. I know it was growing up as just a random ass nerdy kid who read Mad Magazine and folded the back page in the library because mm. I was also poor. What <laughs> 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 I'm getting at is Jack Davis, 91 years old. It's like you may not know the name, you may not know the man himself, but you but you've probably seen his stuff. You're right. Yeah, yeah. and if not, man, go check it out because it's it's you know if you just pull his name up on Google, I'm sure you can. Get Get like a thousand different, you know, things he's done. Yeah, that's what really surprised me stuff. too. Which is like, I didn't think. Like, I look up Jack Kirby. You know, that's, that's yeah. identifiable. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Davis of all names, and like, <laughs> I, it's like I know this, I know this, I know this. Things I've John seen Smith, for yeah, eons, <laughs> but never actually knew the name to associate it with. It, right. You know? Yeah. And it's, then it's too bad. You know, you find out when the guy passes, you're like, oh, all right. Well, yeah, well no, I have, really I, have, I, have, I have that often. But... It's like a part of your childhood dies off. The saddest moments of my adult life when I find out a porn star that I liked and affected my <laughs> adolescence. Chasey Lane looks like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, they 
died like 14 years ago, and I'm just like, oh, what? <laughs> oh, they were so young back in 1973. <laughs> All right, so Jack Davis, rest in peace, sir. 91. 91. Mm. So, you know, he, I guess, had a good run. <laughs> yeah, that's a wow, good wow, run. Man. Yeah. I wish I lasted that long. Yeah. Outside, like yesterday, be hit by a bus. <laughs> you already got the cane rocking here. I do too, have you the know? cane. Oh, bionic as it is. Bro. Oh, man. If anyone doesn't know, I'm, ro- I'm rocking a cane after some knee surgery. Your brother's crippled on here. <laughs> Don't let him fool <laughs> you. He's collected. <laughs> oh, hey, you're, supposed, you're not supposed to say that on air. I apologize, man, but you hit apologize. me too much. <laughs> I would be on like a public forum. Apologize. All right. Um, next news story. We'll uh, gloss. Well, not gloss. We'll uh, cover this one real Your quick glass. this one's point- right over it. nah this one's pointed yo um because we've been raving about ghostbusters the last few weeks i love the movie i thought it was I haven't hilarious seen it, huh? you haven't so seen it good. Nah, man okay yeah for my so good. all right thank you yeah then who else uh i haven't checked it out yet like it's because it's women i can't handle no yeah wow. I just haven't got a chance to, uh, to see it i do plan on it all right well i do highly recommend it um there's this little show called the geek down that had good things to say about it may want to check it out trust me yeah Heard of that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, but now we're talking about um, Ghostbusters game developer uh, Fireforge Games goes yeah. bankrupt. Damn. Mm. Uh, yeah. The kicker is they went bankrupt just three days after releasing the new Ghostbusters game. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it wasn't a success. <laughs> The movie was a success, and they released the game in tandem yeah. to it. This is one of those situations where I'm guessing the company put everything behind the game, and they had huge money troubles, and all they needed was enough time and, uh, for the game to accrue money. Even if the game sucked, based off of the success of the movie, would have still made enough yeah, to keep the sure. company afloat and possibly get them... Well, like you yeah. said, those yeah, lawsuits kicked them. their butt, mm-hmm. bro. Yeah. Yeah, three days, baby. Three I days, mean, yeah. Uh, we need that money. Did <laughs> <laughs> so you get that check yet? Nah. I'm waiting for it to clear. Does that make the game an instant collector's item? Yo, it might actually. Think wow. about that. Yeah. 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 It'll make you money like 20 years down yeah. the line. That's it's a game nobody bought, right? In a cardboard yeah. box. <laughs> Going bankrupt <laughs> yeah. three days after the game comes out means they really were bankrupt like months ago. Yeah. This was like oh, probably yeah. the CEO. Like, this is my last, last savings game. check to get this out just in case. Yeah, this was That's not a strategic exactly bankruptcy. The... And those things do exist. Like 50 Cent pulled a strategic bankruptcy <laughs> where he. <laughs> he's he... counting money on Instagram the next day. <laughs> yeah, that was his name out with dollar bills. Yeah, So did the potential president of the United States seven times. Yep. Oh, strategy. I just man. heard 50 is going to produce a, a, a superhero thing for yeah. stars. Yeah, or it's supposed something. to be Luke Cage, the right? 50 version. Yeah. Aw, I'm hurt. What? The hell with so him. I'm done with him. To the yeah. Not that He's I was doing the Transmorphers huh? thing right after Transformers comes out. Yo, who, who's that rapper? That, who's that rapper that shot himself in the face? I think he's trying to steal Fifty Stunders. Little one. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Dude did it like last week. Oh, you mean on Facebook the other day? Yeah. Oh, oh that was a rapper. I thought he, he was should remain nameless. No, he, he was. He was a rapper trying to get trying to you know uh, get it, uh, do his thing for this for this. Uh, I thought it was a movie promo. I know. He I, shot himself in the face. Shot himself in the face. Did it on camera. For yeah. Yeah. Facebook yeah. Live. Are you? Cheek. Yep. What? Wow. He swallowed the bullet. Apparently. Uh-huh. <laughs> apparently, my. He shot himself. Where like, he pull like, it out of? Swallowed his pride. If, yeah, anyone's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's seen Fight Club, he shot himself like that. Just like through the cheek. Yeah. And like yeah. blew it out on camera. I said this has nothing to do with Ghostbusters. You know it was real because it was like smoke coming out. Yeah. I just want to know who he shared that idea with before doing it. Like, what did they say? Who convinced him? Who's dumb? You should go. For that, like, I think they paid him well. Euro, bro, you're gonna be the hottest. <laughs> nah, take this thing. Any, 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 any literally any, because you're gonna. Any, 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 any of my artist friends will understand this. He did this for exposure. Yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> Do you know I don't want to be exposed yeah. for being that stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was about 
to cry, dude. <laughs> did it because it's mixed Yeah, he shot himself in the face. Yeah. At least Lil Wayne had the decency to shoot himself in the chest. Yeah. That's a real shot. The problem is he's missed. He missed, and we had like 15 more years of Lil Wayne music. <laughs> All right, so uh, the new story here is just three days after releasing the new Ghostbusters game, uh, development studio Fire Forge. This is not the same as Fire Forge, the tabletop game company. Mm-hmm. So that might be another lawsuit they, they, they're dealing with now. Um, Fireforge Games filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Now, even after releasing the game in tandem to what was actually one of the most well-received movies mm-hmm. um, this year so far, Ghostbusters was amazing, in my opinion. The company's been uh, liquidating assets left and right in an attempt to pay off uh, $12 million, 12 plus million dollar uh, debt in just a collection of lawsuits. Yeah. Uh, reasons for this are slated as uh, multiple simultaneous lawsuits, short eight-month development cycle, so they uh, really rushed the game out trying to just try. So many bugs. Really? really? Yeah. And that hurts, because I've worked at game companies like right at the end, where it's like, yeah, no, that's, that's a hard hustle. Those cats are pulling 12, 14-hour days. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, families were not seen. Just to further solidify mm-hmm. this, I work for GameStop part-time just for discounts and for my son, because he won't leave me alone, but mm-hmm. Uh, I think three people bought this game within a day they brought it back oh really it was that yeah. bad huh yeah and that well, buggy and, like, and you understand it's like they can't return new ob- uh, new items once you open them so it's like oh. they're arguing this like this shit's trash yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play this crap yeah yeah my That's bank rough. account we're set up like this <laughs> <laughs> Remember the days when you couldn't do that? I tried to bring back whack albums back in the day. They were like, yes, sucks to be you. Life lesson. Yeah, seriously. A lot of this kind of hits home, too, because they uh, started dealing with 38 Studios stuff, which was one of the biggest notorious scandals right here in New England. Um, They picked up a lot of 38 Studios personnel. Uh, They bought 38 Studios (laughs) IPs, trying to release them, uh, proprietary social media stuff, trying to release them Helios. Helios. Oh yeah, yeah the old Helios phone Pilot. company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, releasing oh, them. Wow. Yeah, um, the alien the robot phone company. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you play the game? Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I played the demo. Mm-hmm. Like we have like a demo out on the store. Oh, how, 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 how bad are we talking here? Uh, it's just choppy, man. Like uh, when oh, you're trying man. to use the the uh, the blaster. Whatever, the yeah, blaster. when I'm trying to spray my plasm. It's, it's the the me- mechanism for it is really choppy, and it's like um, it sways, and it's very hard to control. I guess there's no like upgrading system to it. It's just kind of like a straightforward game. Yeah. Like I, I figured, like oh, I'm, I'm rusty because it's like it's, I'm, I'm fresh. I'm a fresh Ghostbuster, so like mm-hmm. maybe five hours in, I can upgrade my you know my accuracy, whatnot. Nothing. It's just no uh, wow. complete. It's it's like your basic movie that's uh, basic video game that's released in tandem to the movie. Mm. You know, you're just trying to capitalize just on carrying the an unlicensed yeah, nuclear a, accelerator on so your that's back. That's crap. Yeah, mm. that's but, a, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, 38 Studios, damn it, Kurtz. 38 Studios, Tencent is a Chinese company that uh, actually also has a shop here in Boston that's one of the primary uh, people that's, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, uh, suing them. Oh, wow. And I mean, yeah, no, big money's being exchanged here. That that $12 million was no joke because that's broken up in several million dollar lawsuits individually. So it's like if they can stamp out one, they can stamp out two. They've still got like seven more in like uh, coming, from, coming from the uh, from the rafters, man. Um, Fireforge, dude, pray for them. That's all I can say. <laughs> just because just, just yeah, I know, I know how much that hurts. Yeah. Jumped out without a parachute. Years, yeah. man. <laughs> from space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's jump right into it because I think it's about time to uh, talk to our in-house guest. 
Uh, gentlemen representing Sir Lesk. I'm looking across the table at Dale Stones. Dale, how are you doing, man? Pretty good. Thanks for having me out, Pat and Adam. Yeah, Thanks man. for joining us, man. So you guys were on here a long time ago. I'm surprised you remember us. Yeah, it was a different building. I mean, I remember walking different up a few That one had sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> we like this one now. <laughs> that one had uh, we're happy here. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, thanks for having me out. I, yeah. I saw you and I know you've been at a couple shows. I've seen you around, so it's just good to be back. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Glad good I know I stand out in the crowd. Who's that, that strange black man? <laughs> Brown. Hey, hey, who's that? Brown. <laughs> All right, I was just say, who's the guy with the badass cane? Oh. <laughs> Everyone else is going to the negative place. I want to thank you for keeping it classy, sir. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you want to tell want to tell our listeners why you are here, sir? Yeah, sure. So, um, so I'm the founder or one of the co-founders of uh, Boston's based all male burlesque troupe, Sirlesque, mm-hmm. and uh, we are having uh, a really good uh, good run at putting a production together of um, Geek Peak 3, which is our annual um, nerdy-themed burlesque show. The problem is we decided we were going to throw a plot element in, and we are going to make it Dr. Horrible strip-along blog. Nice. Um, <laughs> nice. Us, I like it. Yeah, it's gotten us a lot of bonus attention. A lot of people are coming from uh, you know all around to perform in it. It's right the same weekend as Comic-Con, and it's the same weekend as Alternative, so ooh, oh, it's wow. just going to be... You found the, you found the trifecta. Holy yeah. grail. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Hard work like pays. you're complaining. Please. Yeah. yeah, speaking of lawsuits, I hope uh, people who found it that you know, created Dr. Horrible's aren't going to find me and <laughs> send me a letter. You well, know? you can be well, bad, that busy. No. no one's going to be paying attention to the bags in your eyes. going to be probably looking at something else, I'm assuming. With yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, just Dr. Horrible's, sw- what's that, the hammer? Swing along, yeah. boy. That, that is the hammer. <laughs> that hammer is dangling. Yeah. Swing. <laughs> All right, so tell, tell us about the show, man, because I've seen Dr. Horrible several times. I've seen several people do tribute shows. Um, um, the Tesseract players, they do a pretty faithful tribute to Dr. Horrible. Have you guys taken influences from those, or do you have people uh, as part of your show? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's a lot of um, nerdlesque influence in Boston and beyond. So I mean, like every single time there's you know a theme based show, you get people crawling out of the woodwork saying, you know, I got an act that you know maybe would fit the theme. Um, you know, we have we already got a guy in the troupe that has a Captain Hammer act, and um, <laughs> you know, we got we got you know the set of twins over here last time on the show that confused the hell out of you guys. Um, uh, but yeah, we you know they do Captain Hammer. We got a, we got a nice little clone bit that we're finally working in, taking advantage of the fact we got twins. I mean, no spoilers or anything, but um, yeah, we're writing up this whole plot element because I'm a huge fan of the of, of Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, and you know you can't watch that too many times, in my opinion. So <laughs> yeah. it was a chance to really you know write a new story, um, put the classic adversarial story in motion with Dr. Horrible and Captain Hammer, and, um, and just work in that structural element to an otherwise mundane cabaret, and hopefully people really start rooting for characters by the end. Hey, man, I've seen the show. There's nothing mundane about you guys, all right? First of all, <laughs> anyone doesn't know Sir Les, you're called Sir Les because you're an all-male burlesque troupe. Yeah, we have a lot of burlesque dancers on the show. Just, I mean, by the numbers, there's a lot of different troops that do different yeah, shows here in Boston. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't They're know there's so many disciplines at first. Oh, horror yeah, burlesque, yeah. geek burlesque, mm-hmm. traditional burlesque, burlesque classic. Yeah. yeah, and there's going to be circus elements to it too. We so, have we have a couple yeah. aerialists coming in. Wow, uh, okay, yeah. yeah. We're writing them in. It's it's going to be great. Uh, I'm always skeptical of going to these cat shows because it's like you got some dude up 50 <laughs> feet in the air swinging. Scantily clad yeah. and just just swinging, and I don't, I, don't, I don't mean I don't mean from the rings. I mean just literally up in the air, giving people giving people the full money yeah. on the sucker. I'm, I'm just there like yo, his. They're like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm checking out his abs, baby. I'm sure, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not bringing a date here again. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna go talk to him. I see him. Later. Yeah, maybe we, can you do burlesque? Sure, but it, like, can you do it 30 feet off the ground as a second interview? Dude, I have the grip strength of a 12 year old at this point. I'm like, ah, it's cold up there. Monkey bars. <laughs> 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 I 
Oh no, it's a good <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, that's another thing. You got to innovate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the cool things is like you like you mentioned Nerd Burlesque. You guys are fans of this stuff, and you do like cool themed shows. Yeah. Uh, is this the first time doing Doctor Horrible? I'm actually not that familiar. Yeah, uh, yeah. First time, first time doing Doctor Horrible. I mean, um, I mean, this is a new thing for us. I mean, plot based shows and like story telling that story on stage like throughout the entire evening is not something that's that's new to Boston, but it is something that's new to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that uh, I know that this is my first crack at you know actually writing the story. We got together. We had a lot of a lot you of meetings. This. Yeah. How much time did yeah. you spend on it all together, just trying to put the story together? Oh, jeez. Um, Man, at least at least a couple of weeks. A couple of wow. weeks. It was, you know, we did a few drafts. Um, me sitting down with Jack Silver, who's going to be playing Captain Hammer. Um, we're also bringing in Anya Keister from New York, who's actually uh, the founder of uh, D20 Burlesque, which is their quintessential um, you mm-hmm. know, city-based uh, nerd. I, I know them. I know them. Can I can I can I do a call out? Yeah. Uh, real quick, as my favorite performer from there. Never actually met the guy. But cannot fault the burlesque name that I'm, I'm kind of upset if I ever did burlesque, I'd want to be called Dick Move. Dick Move. Love that guy. <laughs> Dick <laughs> Move. That's yeah. too much. Yeah. It's like Dick Passion. It's like, it's like a great name to put it together. You can have that one. I'll give you that one. Uh, Fet, Fet, you're very kind to first, t- first time I heard his name, I was just I couldn't even laugh. I just thought for a second. I looked at Skyward and I was like, that's, that's great. It was laughing so much. That came later. Oh, Dick <laughs> Move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know, Pat Pat just waved his cane at me. I got ex- I got excited. Okay, it was it was indeed a dick, a dick move. move. <laughs> well, okay, so you've t- you've told us about the show. You guys are fans. Mm-hmm. If anyone doesn't know Doctor Horrible, lay it down for us. Yeah, totally. So um, it's a Joss Whedon production uh, that uh, they were able to put together with Neil Patrick Harris starring as 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 a wannabe villain who's sort of having his his up and coming story where he's trying to get into the evil league of evil, mm-hmm. uh, and the whole thing comes off as you know pretty pathetic because you know he's like really a nobody. He's really under-equipped to be in this situation that he's in. But then he is also trying to get the girl. There's, always, there's also that element of trying to impress the girl and also defeat the enemy. But he's the anti-hero who you end up rooting for. Yeah, yeah. dude. He's Nathan Fillion's in it as well, right? Nathan yeah. Fillion, yeah. Neil Patrick Harris, Felicia Day. Yeah, who I personally have a thing for redheads because of. Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's just her. Wow, come on. We still want to get my boy. Yeah, Let's go. I'm not throwing you out there. You just, it's, like, it's like, okay, Pat's fetish is this. Like, what? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> just put it on right. the air. I gets no love, y'all. <laughs> All right. One thing I love about Dr. Horrible also uh, is the whole thing's like a half hour. Mm-hmm. You get the DVDs or you look it up online and things. It's like four hours long. It's mostly in extras. <laughs> and so much work went into the show. Please, please tell me you've incorporated some of the outside of the direct story elements in there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Right. In fact, I'd feel like I, I wouldn't wasn't doing it justice if I were just you know copying the DVD right. just like straight yeah. off. It's the a package. straight adaptation, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. be. for me, that's that's not good enough. Like I want to take a story and like you know figure out what else people are going to find interesting about it. You know, I want to see what else could Doctor Horrible do if he had you know the technology or the extra time and you know how much past eleven can we crank the douchiness of Captain Hammer? <laughs> how you know, how how insufferable can we make him? You know, and so we we gotta we gotta think about all. It's a good challenge to throw down. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what, what we do, you know, and so that's that that's all sort of guided what went into writing the show. Cool. Okay. Now now you guys are the creative minds behind it. I gotta ask because I know I know folks occasionally do this. Do people come? Are people coming at you with ideas? Like after every show? Oh no. Here's what you gotta do. I gotta put this in the show. What you really want to do is next time you flip it this way, and then you really want to say, I'm gonna punch you in the next, sir. I'm tired. I'm sweating. <laughs> but no, is that a regular occurrence it's not a super regular occurrence but it does happen plenty of times I'm i mean sure so, you get so many yeah people yeah. throwing ideas just for things to adapt next you know do you get that too i'm sure yeah i mean, I mean it, it goes off on tangents 
you sometimes guys it can do this. just go critically long. I mean, you, you look at one person, like I, you know, I was doing an Aquaman act. You know, I love, I love underrated superheroes. <laughs> by the way. I don't know if that's a theme you yeah, noticed. Yeah. So, but there was there was a guy that came up to me after one show where he did this Aquaman number, and I was just never, um, I, I don't, I'd never read much about the guy. Like I know who he is, I know what he's about, like I understand it, but he's talking to me about, hey, you got to incorporate the alternate universe into the next one, and I'm just thinking like, how from a tech standpoint am I gonna like portray him destroying the entire world and like yeah, I just, yeah we, it, our uh, production you've seen it right yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I couldn't, like I just I mean I mean I could I could take my shirt off faster next time. Like, like, like you know and it's just and I, I don't know, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know how to segue out of that conversation but I mean that that happens all the time you know, where you, you get someone who thinks. Oh, you really need to do this, and then just well, no. Obviously, what he's talking about is the Obsidian Age, where uh, Aquaman went back in time and was reborn as the spirit of the ocean, and the giant Aquaman was responsible for sinking Atlantis, which is why in the present day he was painted as the ultimate villain, and that's why he was really exiled, not for marrying an outsider, but for being the one who sank Atlantis to the ground. You done? And you I know that was. <laughs> I know the story. Right? I'm like, that guy. He's him in fandom. Yeah. So that, that, that's so. Can you maybe yeah. just throw some of that in there? I don't know. Um, excuse me. What you really want to do? If you really want to make sure that you have your proper hand, not the hook hand, but the uh, spiritual water hand that Aquaman Magic. had between uh, episodes, uh, episodes, I worked that uh, into the costume. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's and that's the abridged oh. version, you know. But um, but that's why I don't. That's why I don't do superheroes that I don't research anymore. So that's because <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to be the imposter. I don't want to be the guy who gets no right. way, no way to segue out of the conversation. What do, oh. you, what do you guys usually pick to adapt? Like, I just, like how do you guys vote on that? <laughs> uh, for me, it's just hair color. Okay. <laughs> like, maybe like, hey, you look like Steve Rogers. That, yeah, that'll be it. That'll be that'll work. You do. <laughs> I yep. leave, damn. Yep. You look like a cross between Steve Rogers and Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I before. It's a good look. Yeah. 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 yeah so. Only a man who's patriotic. Well, the hell with you. Only a man whose ass so is narrow <laughs> can really perform uh, as Steve Gyllenhaal. Yeah. So how did you guys all, all come together as a troop too? Just so many yeah. like-minded people. Yeah. So to- total accident. So I I got to Boston. I worked uh, in a restaurant with someone else who's doing burlesque at the time. They the quick version of this is she Jenny of Rogue Burlesque, formerly of Rogue Burlesque. She, mm-hmm. she doesn't perform anymore. Um, but um, she brought us to, me and my best friend at the time, to a bunch of different shows. And, um, you know, he got to be an extra in one of those shows. And he was like, when can I be in the next one? They were like, why don't you start your own troop? And he was like, fine. And then I was the first person he <laughs> Wait, asked. Was it, was it, well, why don't you yeah, start your no, own right? troop? Or, hey, why don't you start your own troop? Something yeah, that's how, yeah. that's how it happened. That's how it happened. Start literally, my own troop yeah. with the Ninja Turtles so and yeah. sewers. Exactly. I mean, but there, there weren't any guys at the time doing it. So right, I mean, so you, uh, how many, are there any other troops now? The male? Yeah, that's a... Mm-hmm. No, no, but I... Um, so but you're I the only male burlesque show in Boston? Right, right. But I but I don't I don't like being gatekeepers in the fun pool, as it were. So I mean, you know, so what I do is I teach a class for male burlesque or aspiring male burlesque performers. And I'm Actually, going into the fourth class and amateur showcase coming up this September. Oh wow! Good for so, you, man. guys, I'm, I see a lot of a lot of ready folks at this table. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, hey man, you I know, am right you there. See that when you have, twinkle in Pat's eyes. And when you, you have the it, right? first plus size class for beginners, I am, I am right there. Uh, I second you're, you're that. In, you just say the word. <laughs> the tackle you heard the ladies. Pat's uh, coming back in style. <laughs> Ken's right. ready to go. <laughs> hey, he's the most dapper guy yeah. here. You, you, you. That is a snazzy shirt, my brother. I had to ask. I took it off though. Oh, see, now you're showing off. Yeah, if you can do that, I'll find a stage for you. Right, go ahead, man. Hop on the table. Yeah. Slap it on the table. Actually, nah. Yo, <laughs> Kurt, give me a back beat. You got to keep it funky. Ba-da. Da-da-da. 
Alright, now screw it. We have no idea where He's like, yeah. So far <laughs> off the point of this show. So we're talking to Dale Stones. Give us give us give us an idea of when the show is, man. August 14th and 18th. Now, if you had to wait that long for it, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here. Well, um, you're building up the anticipation. Yeah. No, it's August 14th and 18th, and that's a Sunday and a Thursday. Tickets are available now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're releasing promo videos uh, done the Dr. Horrible style. So if you follow us on Facebook, you'll be able to and find where, the ticket links. Where is it at? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's gonna be at Oberon in Oberon. Harvard Square. Okay. Oh, cool. That's two two Arrow Street. That is right. Right here in Cambridge. There you go. That's right. All right, cool. Okay, so if, I, if I'm if i just one of these listeners who is not up on Dr. Horrible, not up on Sirlesk, and I want to find you guys online for more information. Sure. Sirlesk.com. S-I-R-L-E-S-Q-U-E.com. Cool, Sweet. cool. And yeah. you mentioned the social media. How can I find you guys on um, on Facebook, Twitter? Sure, Instagram? sure. You can find each of us individually. Anybody who's in the show, us performers love uh, maintaining our social media. So find me, Dale Stones, on Facebook. Just give me a friend request and a message. Stones. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. He's open to stalkers. You heard it right here. All right, <laughs> yeah, come so, at me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the show uh, right here at Oberon, Cambridge, and uh, look up Dale Stones or any of the members of Sir Lesk, and check out Sir Lesk at SirLesk.com. And, dude, Dr. Horror, man, I'm jazzed. Yeah, man. I'm jazzed. Oberon Theater, there. dude, it's going to be great. Yeah, oh, oh, one more thing. Oh, uh, our mutual acquaintance, Kevin Harrington, is going to be the uh, co-host on the second installment. So. Nice. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to have a little bit of variation between the two, so mm-hmm. that comedy element will be present. The All original right. Polar yeah. Bear himself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he hasn't called in yet, but uh, Polar is not happy. No, uh, no, nah, nah, it's okay. He's somewhere just, like, hosing cats down with Celsa, so I think he's got more important <laughs> work to do. But, no, quick shout-out to Kevin. He was actually on the show um, last week. Uh, he's a representative of Lay Waste Games, and they came on nice enough to uh, regale us with the latest information on their products. And now uh, we also find out he does cool stuff, too. <laughs> Who so, knows? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, so hey, pick- you do cool stuff, too? <laughs> I'm saying, right? <laughs> yeah, I also got him on stage to do strip tees. Man, he's he's every what? discipline. He's got thumb in every pie, that guy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wait, I, 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 are you sure you can handle that? Because, I mean, you all are good-looking fellas, but Kevin gets up there and she's like, okay, ladies, undoes his shirt. Wow, he had it tucked in and rolled under his armpits. He, yeah, it's like <laughs> he did a bucky routine from uh, from Winter Soldier, you know. So he he got up there and he won runner up. Okay, nice. he had little not, star tassels. He was twirling. Nah. He, was <laughs> he went up there. He straight killed it. Wow. Okay, I hope yeah. this video with this somewhere. Oh, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is in nice. a safe somewhere. <laughs> all right, so all right, so shout out to Kevin Herrick. All right, look up Sir Lesk online. Be sure to check out the Dr. Horrible Burlesque, uh, Burlesque at Oberon. That's once again on? August 14th and 18th. August 14th and 18th. Sunday and Thursday. Cool, cool. You moving right. over here. Dirty D's uh, over there downloading sound effects. Oh, man, I'm on call for 24-7. He downloading zoo porn. I'm going right. to uh, <laughs> Damn, dude. Stop collecting that money. No. <laughs> No, we had a whole conversation about uh, Star Wars before the show, which somehow morphed into the proper like like beast porn and uh, and yeah, it was like How the f- well, no, 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 it, it, it led into who's yeah. the father of uh, Anakin Skywalker because his mom Shmi just kind of said, well, he just kind of showed up one Shmi. day. So it's like, nah, you were hitting the fly, dude, weren't you? <laughs> and it, it got weird, man. So the Metaclorians. Yeah, well, not yeah. Over, well, you over there down. downloading moose sounds, man. Where's my head supposed to go? Man, it ain't real till Chewbacca gets in it. <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. Damn, that is, that, that's going to hurt somebody. Yeah, I buy that. Just, just Chewbacca in the Wookiee. I have that video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He ain't gentle. He ain't gentle. Nah, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Ewoks and Ewoks and, uh, and Wookiees. Ewoks and Wookiees 4. <laughs> <laughs> Backdoor Tauntauns 9. Backdoor Tauntauns. Okay, so on that prestigious note, dude, I got to check out 
Star Wars. Oh, excuse me, Star Wars. There you go. Play myself, Herb. Edit that out. <laughs> I got to check out Star Trek Beyond. I enjoyed it too. I uh, was. Did we go together? Uh, possibly, man. Possibly. I think so. You guys don't even know. Yeah. Come on, now. Came out last Friday. Can't remember where he was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take nips with me to the theater. So oh, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. There you go. This be the worst. Hey, hey, that, that, that's called doing it right. <laughs> Star Trek into black. I never not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, actually, the doctors is pretty good, though. Inter- <laughs> wait, did, wait, do y'all say you couldn't remember Interdarkness? Because I remember it in the dark. I loved it. No, I didn't. That I don't flip with it. the end was great. I didn't. I don't yeah. think I mind it, but like, it was like a, literally like a week later. I'm like, what the hell happened in that movie? I don't really know. True. It, it can't it have been that good because I don't remember what that was going on. Well, they, they did a lot of stuff that was supposed to be memorable, but because it, it was executed so quick, uh, you don't really have time to process a lot. Like, the Klingons in it, I thought, looked badass. Was that yeah. Damon yeah. Lindelof yeah. write that one, too? I believe so, and that was supposed to be like yeah. a big deal. But it was kind of glossed over because Jeremy Lin uh, took it over from J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Jeremy Lin? Yeah. Jeremy Lin. Did Hard I, sword did, did, no, it? no. I think the basketball player. Justin Lin. Like, oh, like, <laughs> he's doing crossovers. Yeah. Like, he's got the camera on his shoulder. Like, no wonder it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> dip, dip, dip. Wow. Wow. Savage. Wow. All right. Well, oh, he's right. heard worse. Come on. He's back. Well, right now, now, it should be all right. Man, right you now, we're talking about Star, Star Trek, Trek Beyond. I'm a huge Star Trek fan, yo. Really? Yeah. I know, I know. I'll play it pretty close to the chest. Yeah. Show, show my tattoo. But no, we talk about Star Trek Beyond starring Chris Pine, starring Zachary Quinto, uh, Zoe Saldana, Carl Urban, and the dearly departed uh, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. yeah That's dude. crazy. And uh, who plays Chris Pine's father in this? Who played Chris Pine? Well, he's not in this movie, but yeah. uh, you, are you talking about um, you talking about Thor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Helmsworth uh, played. Um, that was in the first one, though. That, but, was, that was in the first one. That was in Star Trek. Wasn't it? He's Star coming Trek. back, though, I thought. I, thought, I, I didn't know one. if he, he, was, to, uh, he, he did this one or he might come back next. No, okay. there's supposed to be a cameo. There's talk of a cameo, but as of right now, these are all rumors. All right. Because um, there, was, there, was, there was talk of, uh, of, uh, of uh, William Shatner uh, making a cameo in this yeah. movie. And it's not really a spoiler. It's just he wasn't there, period. That's the thing they do <laughs> now. Don't waste time looking like, for him. <laughs> uh, I dig this. The plot of uh, Star Trek Beyond is the USS Enterprise crew explores the furthest reaches of uncharted space where they encounter a new and ruthless enemy who puts them and everything the Federation stands for to the test. Basically, these cats have been on their five-year mission for about three years. They bored off their asses. <laughs> All right, and I thought that part was awesome because this is like yeah. their five-year mission. We're out in space, deep space. It's like, what happens in deep space? Absolutely nothing. Okay, cats are getting doughy. Cats are bored. They're putting in for transfers. Yeah. And I'm Somehow like, they're so still real. in great shape, though. Yeah. Uh, John Cho is just like, the, the man is Sulu. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole controversy too with this one where yeah, George Takei. Well, they wanted to make Sulu Sulu gay, gay yeah. right? Yeah. And George, they thought it was for George Takei. They're honoring him, and he kind of came out and was like, "That's stupid." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, and there was, he's like, he's like, why didn't you, you know, make a new character and just make him gay? Like, mm-hmm. that's not close to the vision. He was kind of upset. And they were kind of like, "Damn, we." I never screwed really that one up, didn't we? Yeah. Of Sulu as a as a gay man. No, he yeah. wasn't that. I guess yeah. he was specifically written just to be like, that. Regardless you know, of George Takei is great, yeah. but... You I know, get it on both never. sides, though, you know? I get that, like, hey, it's... it's it's. I mean, like, they were progressive for when they were, what, in, in the 60s, but, like, you know, I, I probably... Yeah. They weren't even ready to touch that yet. Kirk, Kirk, so it's yeah. like, Kirk on, kissing man. the black girl, like, they were <laughs> yeah. just... Yeah, so we can... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they aired that. I think, like, I think that's what got Gene Ruddenberg killed. Yeah, I think you're gonna bring up the next class you're teaching called, you know... The thing about it is, it was a progressive show for the time, but even now, we're trying to do new progressive things. This script was written by by, uh, by Simon Pegg, yeah. who you can definitely see the differences. There's a mm-hmm. lot more. Well, first of all, there's a lot more Scotty on screen. <laughs> 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 He's the best by character. Simon Pegg. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, I wonder how that works. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But um, he did a lot to expand different characters' roles. There's a deep friendship building, or that has been built between Kirk and uh, and Bones and uh, Doctor McCoy. Mm -hmm. There's a developing friendship with Spock and Bones. Zachary Quinto seems to be doing interesting things with Spock now, where historically the character of uh, of Mister Spock has always been very detached from his human side and really struggles to show uh, with showing emotion when he doesn't want to, and it's just a facet of his character it comes out every now and then Saku Quinto is doing very interesting things where he's more embracing the human side especially now with some of the revelations in this picture and I thought that added to the gripping aspects of yeah, this movie. Very nice where, touch. Yeah, I'm a longtime Star Trek fan. You think I've seen it all? I know backgrounds of this character. You didn't go, you go pull something past me. Oh, he did that. That's dope. What? Yeah. You know, it was uh, there was a lot of those moments where if you're not a Star Trek fan, you're going to go into this one with a certain amount of uh, skepticism. But I think it'll win you over. Um, before we get too deeply into the plot, I'm going to say I I recommend this. Uh, it doesn't attain my absolute highest level of of recommendation, mostly because again. I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm going to be more attached to this than someone who's maybe a uh, light fan, a casual fan, like my boy here. Who I'm, I'm glad you are here yeah, to provide be that the, uh, other side of this magnet. So yeah, I'm going to stop gushing over this and pass the mic. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to gush too because I enjoyed myself. At, so the first right. one I enjoyed a lot, but as we spoke earlier, it went a little fast. So I don't really remember much of it. I just remember coming yeah. out with a very positive view of the movie, <laughs> and I was like, I'll look, I'll watch that again. That's called the nerd bone, my brother. <laughs> Welcome it was to a little flaccid then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one. Yeah. Gotta, get, gotta get like half two messages. But cream. I remember when I came to this film, I was just basically like, I'm I'm open to it. I'm looking forward to it, but it's not really something I'm gonna put on a calendar and mark down and like that. Right. Um, I got a free screening pass. That was nice. That's the nice. upside. And when I got there, I had a couple of drinks and, I, and my food was in hand. So I was I was in a great mood to watch a, just a popcorn <laughs> film. And on some levels, it is kind of like that where it's uh, you don't really need to be familiar with the universe. And they're gonna get through it. They're gonna do the backlog, the story. You're gonna get up to date what the characters do and what kind of their, their the role is on the ship. They do that really well in the first probably like 40 minutes. You get through that and you're, you're up to speed. After that, they start throwing in the plot. You go to different places. They go deeper in the universe, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. I really enjoy the fact that they use a little bit more current things to, to make it sure that it's not like just some outdated old ritual from back in the day. You feel like you're looking at some relic of time past. Mm -hmm. They updated mm -hmm. with the music, updated with the fighting styles, they updated with the clothing. Well, the uniforms for the tr for the actual Star Trek crew, but the people they ran into definitely had like I think one girl had a foam posits on or something like that. She wearing Yeezys. I'm gonna throw out two so things there. She spent 200 bucks. <laughs> Space bucks. No, I'm, 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 throw, I'm, I'm throw out two things there. You mentioned the uniforms. The uniforms, but yo, cats were styling this one, man. They had a better cut. Yeah, yeah, cut. yo, Kurt, they, but they, the they, step, they step off the ship. They got these fly ass motorcycle jackets on. They stepping out like I'm like, damn, all right, the outsiders. That's what ill man. It's like right. yo, this dude right. steps out. He got shoulder pads on. Yeah, his uniforms are still generically the same. It's just they got well, better. They're, cut. they're still uniforms. Yeah, yeah. It looks tailor, a lot basically. better. Yeah, it looks a lot better. <laughs> they got a better well, tailor. Well, well, look, look, at, look at this way. What was that movie with with Christina Applegate where she was styling her school uniforms so the kids would want to wear them and she made all these badass looks, but they were all school still school uniforms. They just looked badass. If it was like that. It's like well, no, it's like it's like if the uniform is not corny, then yeah, people might want to wear them they just all look the same but everywhere everyone's got the same fly gear it's still fly gear team on fleek well if everybody's yeah. fly it kind of lowers the bar for fly nah, doesn't nah, it nah, nah baby that, make, <laughs> that makes your whole organization dope 
though. If it's dude. a crew, but if it's the whole damn school, that I mean, means your know. whole set has style. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what up? Well, there, there was that, and also one thing you, you you I noticed a lot. You may not have picked up on because you mentioned Probably it. It's, it's like Very there's a lot of modern references, <laughs> but there's a lot of updated uh, presentation in this too. Mm. So this movie had tons of fan service, yeah. and I mean nuanced stuff. One of the things I actually wrote fan down service, here. Right. Yo, hey man, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, hey, he's, ma- he's making the jack off. Don't forget you, man. <laughs> but no, it's just like if you're a Star Trek fan, like deep Star Trek fan, so many cuts in this left and right. Like one of the things I wrote down, which is so specific, uh, there's an announcement when they first uh, walk into um, to Yorktown base. That's the name of one of the ships. That's another yeah. one. But they walk on there right. and they call out a ship by number. That ship number was Picard's original ship in the next generation. No, no one's going to get that. No. No one's going to get that unless you are a deep level fan. I'm just like, oh! That's like three references. And the guy behind you's like, shut 30 up! 30 seconds. <laughs> no, because remember what movie Sit you're in. Yeah, Alright, yeah. the guy right next to me is high-fiving strangers, yo. That's the experience oh, this was. And you know what? Up, did, it, did that take away from the movie from you? Of course not, because it, it's over my head. Yeah, exactly. And you still didn't have a bad time. You yeah. still didn't like feel, oh, well, it's awkward. I'm not getting these references. Let me walk All these out. Numbers. Like no, yeah. they they kept that stuff low key and still gave you a good it wasn't, movie. You're right. It's not big enough to know that you're missing out on something. You yeah, know what no, I mean? So no. that's so okay. If you I get it. It's a nice yeah. little Easter egg. If 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 you're not that deeply involved, Easter egg's a perfect still, word for it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I also have to call Anton Yelchin, who gave he didn't have much All screen right, time he, in this, but you know, rest in peace for one of his final performances. Simon Pegg's like, man, I should have put that guy in the movie more. Maybe. Take it away from myself. <laughs> Stop putting him in red shirts. Hey, hey, speaking on Anton, yeah. did you have the feeling of like uh, sitting at the edge of your seat, like they're gonna do some type of shadow for Anton through the whole movie? Like every first time you see him on the screen, this first time you see his name, do you think you, like, oh, they're gonna do something? They can do something to put a halo on his head? What are they gonna do to put a, like a like one of the little? I didn't effect that, on that something. That seems like a bad taste. You go put a halo on the dead dude. That's cold. <laughs> bad taste. With, yeah, halo is bad taste. But I'm saying like when you first saw him or when you saw his name in the credits. Oh, would like they that, do like a Paul like, Walker? Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I kind of I, I, I kind of thought they might. I kind of thought I they didn't might. realize. I mean, when I remember when Paul Walker passed away, how popular he was. Man, I'm like really popular. Yeah, I guess I. Because of the the Fast and Furious series, man. Before that, he was doing like, he was doing like, what was was that movie? Blue Crush? Into the Blue. Yeah, he was, I mean, he's not a good actor. He's not ringing a bell. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) but he found his niche, man. Anton Yelchin was one of the most versatile. No, he found his movie. was single. Man, and and child actor made good, man. I mean, if Shia LaBeouf had gone after the first Transformers, (laughs) he would sing that to his praises. Um, Uh, Maybe not after Eagle Eye. LaBeouf. But like I said, I do recommend this. I enjoyed the crap out of it. I do call out several performances. Is uh, Chris Pine? Chris Pine was the most Shatner he's ever been. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, yo, his delivery was like more Shatner esque. Yeah, getting a little more syncopated, like yeah. <laughs> he now. Was and he had the Shatner hair. He had Can't the believe. Shatner curly hair with the sideburns. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is blatant. This is delivery. But that it's awesome. looked a little older and more Bones, bloated. Man. Yeah, yeah. He, he, had, he had a little more. He had a little bit of pudge going on. He wasn't out of shape. But nah, like, like, you, like you could a, see it developing. Like a, like, deep space. Yeah. <laughs> Gravity. Just deep space. Yeah. He's spreading them out a little bit. And I, 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 I do respect Pose. the um, I do respect the attention to canon on this. I do respect the performance, even though it's Star Trek, it's science fiction. I love the fact that actors are taking it seriously. They're giving their all. Carl Urban once again gave a great performance. Zachary Quinto, I'm loving him as the more human Spock. 
mm-hmm. the only one that just was, was, was just kind of there and even though they tried to make her not Zoe Saldana has never really moved me as Uhura um, I like her as an actress I like her as Uhura I don't Except love her as Uhura because she's Columbiana, just Columbiana which was well, the we, worst we, thing we, we don't discuss that my bad you're right okay keep going you know how much you hurt her with that statement he's a single tear like the Native American with the pollution Columbiana was I for me I was here for the eye candy yeah no she's Star Trek fan though mm-hmm. for someone who's like a lifelong Star Trek fan who still yes. has yet to see this movie why should, why do I need to go see it you need to see this because it's the continuation of the story of Kirk and Spock and Bones and Uhura and well okay maybe so I'll check off <laughs> but it, yeah it's their it's their actual story being represented properly by new actors so this isn't Star Trek Generations where oh we gotta send them off with oh, a respectful we gotta, yeah. We well, gotta kill Kirk with a bridge. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad they <laughs> this, that you say and you liked it because I really thought you know the first one was popular and you know I thought it was good. The second mm-hmm. one, like I said, I, I forgot about it like a week later. I thought they were just gonna progressively get worse and oh, no, here, here's like, why keep making them. I'm here's, glad here's that this one. gonna get your butt in the seat. The villain is played by Idris Elba. Okay. That's All right. Well, yeah. I'm gonna go see like it that's now. That's kind of a spoiler. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> no, he's, he's in the credits. Yeah. You see, it's at the end. Well, you see his. No, he saw it, like in a trailer too that he does that one thing. He's like, oh, "Come and get me." Here. Yeah, oh, casual guy. Didn't in. watch the trailer. Just kind of yeah. sat my ass in the seat. Well, All that, right. Well, he, he, he's that's the best way to go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Idris Elba. Uh, I'm gonna see him in. I was like, it's like a great performance. Ah, I knew it was. Ah, it was also, the way they actually wrapped, the way they actually solved the problems in this were innovative. When you think Star Trek, it's like they've done everything. It's like they've done everything, sure, but they're finding interesting ways to use the things that they. No, the stuff that you've seen is being utilized in new ways, in interesting ways. You can tell this is a new they've writer. Covered, they've covered a lot of bases with the trilogy. Like yeah. in the beginning, it's a new timeline. They've explained that thoroughly. Yeah, yes. I watched the movie three times books, to make yeah. sure that I understood what they were doing. And from that point on, it was just perfect. Okay, because I can't I, complain. Yeah, because I know uh, Pat. Like you know, being the being the purist that you are, I know you're going to say this left a bad taste in my mouth from Into Darkness, where they're like, you know, we got to get Khan's blood. To like solve this problem, not realizing that there's like a hundred or so of his people like on the ship with the same exact DNA. It's mm-hmm. just like, why don't you innovate there? Like, just, that was an easy <laughs> fix. Well, the whole thing there. So you're telling me there's none of that in this movie, right? Well, no, there's some of that, but here's where Inner Darkness went wrong. That Beyond went right. Yeah. It was written by a true fan. Yeah. And they incorporated those, and the characters mentioned them, and then find ways around them. I there's a sport. The way they solved the big final problem. Or not the big final problem. The way they escaped from the big final problem would be a tremendous spoiler. But it's one of those. It's one of those little things that you always had in the back of your mind. If you could do this, why don't you just do this? They did this. <laughs> they found a way to make it work within the story. It's awesome. My main beef with Inner Darkness is that it was only one movie. Where had they done the first movie as the original episode of uh, the original series that uh, that Khan came from? Yeah, that would have made wasn't, sense. Yeah, that would have oh, been I awesome. Loved it. Yeah. And then the second movie, uh, Inner Darkness Two. The search for more money um, <laughs> would have been that would have that as the remake of uh, of Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Then it would have made more sense and would have been awesome. In this movie, Simon Pegg is a fan. You can tell, or at the very least, someone who knows his stuff. Plus, he's funny. Yeah, that's good. That right yeah. dialogue, you know, that's a little punchy like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, snap helps. And they address a lot of things where I, as a Star Trek fan, was satisfied 
Uh, my boy here is, as a Star, is not a Star Trek fan per se. I, you know, yeah. also satisfied. Yeah, yeah. so I give him you my silver man. I'd recommend anyone go check hey. this out. You know what I wish they would do though with the, like the sequel names? They need better titles. They need like that Darkness Always. or something like this. They need something like you know, The Wrath of Khan was cool. Like mm. yeah, uh, New Hope, yeah. all that stuff. Like Star Trek Seven. You need this time yeah. it's your ass. Yeah, <laughs> like the Search for Spock, all that. Yeah. You know, they need. I think they need probably. It needs to be spruce up the an title a little bit better. Yeah, I'm never gonna remember. Darkness, this one. Star Trek fourteen. What, what Black, is going blue, into darkness? Purple, like I don't know. Yeah, let's just get, get them, punch 15, up those names. Oh, that's what I'm. Revenge. That's what I'm looking for. Who's Tom's Pose Revenge? <laughs> all right. Well, on that high note, all right. I do want to make sure we have enough. T- we uh, we touch on uh, Batman: The Killing Joke. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and love the Killing D, Joke. You, the animation was just released just recently. And D, you actually got to check this out. Yeah, man. I got to. It was great. I'm a huge Batman fan. Everybody knows I'm a huge comic fan. And this is a dark. This comic. is a yo exactly. And that's why that, that's that's dark where stuff. the poll was in it for me. It was like, mm. hey, they're finally gonna take a definitive Batman Joker story and put it on screen. All right, let's do this. Obviously, we all know that the the blessed and the greats Conroy and Hamill were were asked to do the the characters again. So it's Tara Strong for Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, oh, um, nice, nice. It's like watching Batman the animated series again for me. For me, I grew up. That's like one of my favorite series oh, as a kid, man. Mm-hmm. So I've watched that series like multiple times. So they were in their Love voices death. was uh, hypnotic for me, and my right. girlfriend couldn't understand that she was. I was too busy <laughs> nerding out in front of her. Um, <laughs> well, did she grow up? Did she grow up with the? No, with no, the no. She's uh, she's like a little older. She's like five years older than me, so she couldn't really relate oh, to the whole series. I'm, but I've you know I forced her to watch it. So long story short, here's the beat. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Here, here, here's what it is. If you've read the Killing Joke, you know it's not that long of a story. Mm-hmm. Killing Joke is the graphic novel um, or Alan series Moore, of Alan, yeah. Alan Moore and Brian. Bowling. It's huge because it's one of the definitive Joker stories. It was based off this little quick short called The Man in the Red Hood or The Mask in the Red Hood or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Mm-hmm. It was like a real quick Batman short, but they elongated it and turned it into a Joker origin. And it was really, and you know, Alan Moore is really psychological, so it was just really him delving into the psyche of the Joker yeah. and really mm-hmm. trying to get you to understand how he works. So obviously telling the origin story to this was great and was he did it great. I mean, it's probably one of the best comics ever. Well, first so of all, here's the callback, man, because a lot of people forget that that was based off of an original a uh, smaller work that never yeah. really gets uh, any no kind of recognition at all. Yeah. And and you know this is like one of the three definitive origin Jokers because there's like three origin stories for the Joker. This is one of there is this one. is the one that people accept the most. I think personally, mm-hmm. that's yeah. all. Yeah, it's the most twisted. And yeah, yeah exactly. But um, long story short, here's the beef. The first hour, like the first couple, like the first thirty-five minutes of this mm-hmm. was filler. Jo- you you can tell when they faded into the killing joke. So it fades in, and you're like, "All right, time to get to the meat of the story." So this didn't follow the book like page. No, for page. It, uh, when they faded into the killing joke, page for page, there were some sequences and some um, sequences verbatim dialogue. Mm-hmm. It was gorgeous, and I almost cried because it was that good. Okay. Um, no, I'm, I'm not even trying to be nerdy. It was just really well done, yeah, brother. But if you won't be nerdy anyway, so this yeah. is the place. <laughs> <laughs> so Pat's telling me to cry. Um, so here's my problem with the movie. They had to somehow. So you know what happens. I'm not gonna. I don't want to really want to spoil it. I don't know if I should. Uh, right. Um, no, I, I, no. Are we the only ones that have read? Man, sure. I, I wouldn't spoil it. I mean, I'm not gonna spoil it. There's something. There's a reason why the movie has a rated R rating. Mm-hmm. Um, the Joker kind of, in my eyes, was the first time I see him overstep some boundaries, which I haven't really read up until that point mm-hmm. so when I read it I was like wow like the, he officially became the best villain of Batman's world gallery so that's mm-hmm. why I enjoy the killing joke so much mm-hmm. so with that said when you watch the killing joke portion of this movie you're going to enjoy it and you're really going to get um, a really good depiction of what the Joker is really the first half of this movie was them trying to get you to feel for Batgirl 
that was the problem with this movie. Uh-huh. So they had to add in this extra filler stuff. They had to make you feel for Batgirl, for Barbara Gordon, mm-hmm. in order for you to realize what happened. Kind of shoehorn in the sentimentality. So then yeah. here's the beef that everybody's fighting about. So apparently, one day, uh, the first 30 minutes is them running, doing missions, Batman and Batgirl, uh, you know, just doing the Batman family tag team thing. And on a mission, he smashes. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, and it's oh, like, that's wait a minute. That's how it's written. Okay. Too. <laughs> I'm sitting with my buddy who's like a huge Batman fan, and we're like, and my, like, mind you, my girlfriend's in the corner somewhere. So, long story, yo, so we're just looking at He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't good because it's going to lead into this. This didn't happen in the book. He's all canon. But I'm like, well, you got to <laughs> make exceptions for adaptations in, from source material to whatever. Yeah, so from there they had the baby. They named Azrael. They <laughs> moved on to. Well, hence, brings me <laughs> to the funniest to part of this movie. Village. So, after he smashes, this is the funniest part of this movie, and this is the only part I'm going to give away it's the day after mind you they smash it in their costume so he's like oh, oh well, you better and she initiated work? just oh. so you know she she calls him he's driving he's going like back to he's do me a favor and wheel this wonder woman and she's just basically trying to have short talk with this guy and he's like yeah and you know this is batman so he's like <laughs> hey so she calls him hey she's like um hey bruce hey um, blah, 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 some other stuff. He's like, I'm on a mission right now, blah, 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 blah. She's like, well, Ooh. you know, what about after the mission? What are you going to be doing? He's like, yeah, no. <laughs> so, and then she's just like, damn it, it was just sex, Bruce. I just wanted to go back to the way it was in the beginning. And he's like, no. And he hangs. <laughs> Yo, I rewinded that part like four times. Batman becomes Mr. That was, Freeze. <laughs> you only get to like see like Batman it. in relationship situations other than Selena Kyle when he's Bruce Wayne, you know, when he's not yeah. in the back. Throw me the time that you see him involved in type type of romantic situations when he's with Catwoman yeah. running missions. I guess he gets off on that. So long story short. <laughs> so for him to be in the situation, in, in all really fairness, great. brother, if, you, if if a woman in a cat suit was chasing you constantly and she looked like that, they did a great job with um, the Killing Joke ad- adaptation. Like I said, uh, the whole Batgirl forcing you to take this character in is a little forced, but hmm. whatever. The Killing Joke portion of this movie was great. It was well done. Verbatim dialogue. Um, I mean, Hamill and Conroy and and Tara. It's just like symphony work. You know what uh, I mean? Um, just, one question, real quick, because you mentioned you mentioned the voice work. I know a lot of this has Mark Hamill portraying well, the Joker before the Joker. Yeah. How did that come across? So when he depicted the Joker, um, it was it, it was smooth. You did um, you didn't hear the insanity in the voice. Mm-hmm. He did a great job of. Um, making sure that he humanized them as much as possible before he fixated into the transformation into the Joker. Mm-hmm. And you didn't really hear it until that incident happened that caused them to basically become delirious and insane. I don't want to give it away because it's actually a really good um, twist to the story. But um, he did a great job of humanizing him. And I, and I fell for him, you know, he was, you know, you're so used to seeing him become, you're so used to seeing him as a savage and hear him as a savage. Yeah. To hear him as a regular, hardworking comedian guy That's dope. trying to take care of his family was just like awkward, but then you're like, damn, what a he loves the character. He portrays who he is, and I think he's probably one of the few people in this play that can embody him other than Heath Ledger. Nice. You know what I mean? And, you know, so So you, rec- so yeah, you I recommend it. Cats. I recommend it only because Batman's a, a relationship <laughs> savage. <laughs> I love Batman. I respect the hell out of that savage. dude. Nice. So other than that, watch it. You know, don't listen to people. I mean, for people who don't know the story, it's great. Read it uh, and watch the movie or whatever you want to do, whatever order. But for people like us, you'll enjoy it. Trust me. Cool. cool. All, right. All right. Thank you, man. Batman, the killing joke animation. Check it out, y'all. All right. want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled show right here on the Geek Down. want to thank Dale Stones. want to thank Dirty D. 
Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Long time, Pat. Oh, yeah. Have you back more often, man. Try. want to thank my homeboy, Ken. Yo, thanks for having me. Any new on Twitter. Pleasure to meet you, dude. want to thank my homeboy, Black Adam Willis. Yep. want to thank DJ Herbie Herb. Anytime. All right. want to mind you all, we are broadcasting live on WEMFradio.com every Monday night, 9 p.m. right here. And if you heard anything you uh, want to chime in on, have an opinion you want to share with us, hit us up, your know, comments, criticisms, whatever, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com or just go right to the site at geek-down.com. Also, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, all the good stuff at all those slash the geek down and we'll catch you all every monday uh, we'll catch you all next monday night right here same bad time same bad channel and until then want to remind you kids be excellent to each other peace peace